All right, welcome back to the Idols to Rivals podcast. This is episode number 67. If this is your first time listening, this is a podcast we record every Wednesday. It gets uploaded late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, and it is uploaded to Spotify, Apple Music, Android Play, all that good stuff. Everywhere you can find a podcast, you can see it, you can listen to it. And we also record a video version. Unfortunately, this episode most likely will not have one. We're having some internet difficulties, but we will move forward. And I am joined today by my co-host from last time, Shane, who a buddy of mine grew up with forever now, and uh, we talk about kind of how we met and all that good stuff in the last episode. So welcome, Shane. What's up, guys? I appreciate uh, you having me back. Uh, excited to uh, be here for the long haul. There we go. There we go. And we will have Sean back. I was saying that in the other take before our internet was canceling out. Sean, will be back. <laughs> We're just figuring out the logistics of A, the double S name situation, and B, getting everyone to free up their schedule for, you know, half an hour um, in the middle of the week. So we will get that all figured out. He, uh, he adds a dynamic that I think everybody loves. He's just absolutely fucking hilarious, but wanted to start off as we always do in the sports section and someone I've hated for, I don't know, what is it? 22 years now. Um, but it, it, it did need to be talked about. And that was Brady's return to new England. Yeah. I mean, Unreal. I mean, but to your point of hating him, I've hated Tom Brady probably his entire career for as long as I can remember. But um, as of, I'd say, two years ago, it's just like it's hard for me to hate him anymore. Like, I just have so much respect for the guy because, like, there's no denying he's the goat. Right. And that was that took a lot for me to come to terms with. (laughs) Same. I mean, hey, same, same. I was, I was the guy that, and I still am. I mean, if you talk to me in person, I'd never admit this to you, but we're on the internet and, you know, (laughs) it disappears after a while and it's not like the internet's forever or anything like that. But uh, yeah, like you said, after the fucking Atlanta game, dude, I mean, there was, there's not a lot of hill to stand on anymore with not saying he's the greatest, if not competitive athlete of all time, which I think might be a little bit of a stretch, definitely greatest football player of all time. Oh. For sure. I mean, especially after kind of like debunking everybody that was like, oh, it's all because of Belichick, all because of the team he's put around him. Then he goes and does it in Tampa. And I mean, like, yeah, granted, he still put together a super team and like people wanted to play with him specifically. But like he still won a Super Bowl. And like the guy is just probably one of the best competitors, if not the ever. And the thing is, too, everyone brings up, you know, your boy Aaron Rodgers. I always bring up Peyton because, you know, these are our teams. And they were, they're, they're superstars, but it's just, I boil it down. I'm like, dude, Peyton would run circles around him, you know, performance wise, obviously in his prime, he was hurting a little bit at the end. Same with Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers. but dude, it's the clutch factor. It's the clutch gene that just doesn't make sense. How it just always works out in his favor. Yeah. It's uh, at first I was like, it's dumb luck, but when it happens so many times, it's like, all right, well, this guy's just, good at what he does and right place right time and just somebody chose him to be the goat i know and did you were you into college football well i mean i guess we were super no yeah definitely not i was to say we, we were super young what? when he was when he was at michigan michigan yeah no yeah we i mean i, I was following college, like sports then but like not not to the same same tune that i have now right Right. And he, Hey, he did well. Also my boy, Mac showing up who again, breaks my heart to cheer for yeah. him on the Patriots still hate the Patriots always will. Um, but unfortunately they take a lot of my Alabama players. They have like five guys on the starting lineup that are from Alabama, which just sucks for me. Cause I want them to do well, but I also want them to lose every single game. I mean, they, they, they have Mac Jones and Damian Harris. Like that is just Alabama offense technically. And then, um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I uh, So I actually thought that moment at the end of the game um, was going to be too big of a moment for Mac Jones, but he kind of proved me wrong and put them in a position, got them into a field goal type of game, and it just just hit the hit the upright. Just doink. <laughs> I just... just a single... Just a single doink this time. No double yeah. doink in. We just got a single doink. And uh, I mean, but also let's talk about that. How loud was that? Like they must have had like a camera, or, sorry, not a camera, but like a microphone, like right on the crossbar because that thing was so loud and just added insult to injury to all Patriots fans. I know at home, which kind of, I mean, <laughs> kind of awesome. It's kind of fucking made my, my childhood heart oh, yeah. happy. It's like, why couldn't that happen when Peyton was, I mean, when, when Brady was facing off with Peyton and it's just like, that would have just, I would have gone to school the next day with my Jersey on just talking so much. Shit. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was, it lived up to the hype. It was a great game. I, you know, both, yeah. both, both teams played well. I hate to say that the, the bucks are just looking like they've barely lost a step, which is, you know, frightening, obviously. Yeah, but I also think they did not look that great. I mean, they didn't close out the game. Like, they really let the Patriots back in there, and I just wasn't – I don't know. I mean, I, I think they, they definitely have some weak spots in their secondary, um, and they're super injured. I mean, they brought in Richard Sherman. That's also a huge, huge story there. Yeah. Guy was <laughs> guy was trying to break down doors of his wife or, or his fiance <laughs> a couple months ago, and then mm. – uh, now just decided to join up with Tom Brady and be a part of that super team. But I mean, I think he's a great fit in Tampa, honestly. And he got a yeah. fumble recovery. Welcome. Welcome back. Exactly. It's, I feel like, I feel like NFL players are kind of going nuts right now. Like the, I feel like more and more, and you know, you always have the one or two storylines a year of just shit going like banana, which it is always a girlfriend, fiance, whatever it is, you know, getting in fights. <laughs> But it's it is wild, and then of course he just pops up. You know, Tom Brady's like here, like the rehab facility. He's like Antonio Brown. You're a psycho. You beat up your <laughs> your moving guy. Come on here, come to Dallas. Come on, I got, we, got, we got a good place in Tampa for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're staying. You want a ring? My, you want a ring? Yes, you're staying in my guest bedroom, and you're not going out past nine, and you're gonna win a Super Bowl. So shake on it. I mean, hey, it worked. It's just like Tom Brady's rehab facility down in Tampa. It is, man. It is. That's where. Hey, that's that's where you go to rehab, man. Florida. But uh, yeah, absolutely nuts. I I'm I'm hoping to God someone else wins a Super Bowl this year. I'm hoping. You know, I love my boy Patty. Obviously, everyone does, which I I love to see. You know, a, a, a Texas Tech guy absolutely killing it, and I hope he has the wheels to stay for around the league for a while and, and do some damage. I mean, he's got. He certainly has the contract. So, I mean, he, he's supposed to be here for a while. It's just whether he'll uh, kind of remain as dominant as he has been. Right. And we haven't really seen a change in the guard. Like the era we grew up in, Roethlisberger, Favre, Brady, Manning. Um, yeah. Rogers, obviously at the tail end of it, like when we were growing up more of. And it's just like it's, Drew Brees finally, you know, kicked the bucket, so to say, for his career. So he's done. <laughs> It's just like I'm. I'm ready for. I'm ready for all new quarterbacks in the league because I feel like it's. I think it's happening. Had, it I think is. It's happening, it's happening right, right, right before our eyes. Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert's been. I was, that's the first I mean, thing I was going to say. It's Justin Herbert. He, he's been on an absolute tear, and I mean, he he's been crushing it. And I like him actually. I was always talking shit. Obviously, it was Oregon, but yeah, I I actually do like him. I've I listened to interviews with him on Barstool, and, and uh, I like the kid a lot. No, he's a good dude. I mean, also Josh Allen, another one of those guys that like like him similar, too. similar style. I mean, Josh Allen's more mobile, but both have rocket arms. 
Yeah, which you wouldn't think out of Justin Herbert's build. Like, I never think of a rocket arm on, like, kind of a lankier guy. I mean, yeah. lanky as in 215-6-4, which is as lanky as you can be with that build. <laughs> but, you know, compared to the other, like, hogs that are thrown – like, Josh Allen's a fucking monster. M- monster. And bigger in person. I mean, we, we talked about it um, last time I was on the show, but um, when we went to that Buffalo game, I mean, dude, he's, he's huge. Yeah, I'm. it was – I like the Bills too. I actually, there's a lot of teams I like, and I think having like your 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 idol, like when Peyton left, everything changed NFL wise for me, and it kind of mm-hmm. opened up a lot of doors to where I'm like, I can actually enjoy some some other games than just my whole week is ruined on when the Colts lose or we lose in the playoffs first round or some bullshit. I think I saw. I think uh, the Bills are the first rated team in the like power football rankings or something dude didn't they beat the didn't they beat the texans like what was it 35 or 42 or 40 or something like that to zero I mean, against yeah. houston yeah it was just not even fair i mean <laughs> their defense is still good they've had two two shutouts now i mean that's nuts and they're putting up hella points they're they're monsters they're absolute monsters but with that <laughs> There's just, there's this there's a topic. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some menaces to society. Yeah, let's talk about some some real human life monsters. Speaking uh, of Florida (laughs) teams that have problems going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of the problems in Florida, um, I have stayed away from this topic strictly because I wanted a reaction and I wanted a video reaction of it because I think it would have been funny. But you know, we're rolling with the punches here. But Urban Meyer. I have seen so many jokes, seen so many articles. I've stayed away from them because I, I texted Shane the other day and I was like, hey, listen, I want you to know about this and I want to react because I haven't seen a thing yet. And you're like, all right, bet. I got all the details. So kind of break down this whole Urban Meyer situation. Okay, so the Jaguars played the Bengals last Thursday. And obviously Urban Meyer coached Ohio State, has like a lot of family and relatives in the Ohio area and whatnot. Um, so they lose to the Bengals and a heartbreaker game winning field goal, lose by three, go to own four. So the Jaguars are own four, um, whole team gets on a plane, goes back, uh, goes back to Jacksonville, ready to start practice, get into it for the next week and whatnot. Um, the head coach of the team, urban Meyer decided to stay back. Um, it looked like he was going to meet up with, um, he was supposed to meet up with some friends. Um, they went, like, went out to like a dinner. I don't know whether, I think it may have been a wedding. Um, but like they had some type of a dinner or like he had some type of a event with his friends. Um, and so they were like, you know what, whatever, let's go over to the bar next door. You go over to the bar next door and urban Myers turns into an absolute menace, just dancing with girls and <laughs> well, not, not necessarily dancing with girls, but like he had this girl just like, he got caught on video pretty much just having this girl grind up on him and like constantly just like talking to him weird. And like, there's even like, I saw like PFT commenter from Barstool, like, they zoomed in on a picture of him, like looking like he's like fingering her butt. And it's just like, oh, dude, super tough look for a guy that's <laughs> in his professional career, not going on the team plane after telling all of his players to pretty much go back. And it's like, it's one thing that he could get away with at like the college level, but it's like, now that you're in the NFL, like these are all like men, like normal dudes, like that understand what you're doing. Also, let's keep in mind, he has a family, he has a wife, <laughs> his kids. So it's just like super bad look. And so like this whole week, they've just been roasting him. I mean, like they're still talking about it and it's Wednesday. Like people have been asking him to resign. Shad Khan, the um, GM uh, of the Jaguars has come out with like a statement, just 
saying that Urban apologized and was super sincere and and is really feeling bad about his decision and whatnot, um, and like how it's like not the right thing and not what he preaches to all of his players and what um whatever but like they're like okay well, now you still like you've lost our trust essentially and you need to make it back and it really doesn't help that they're 0 and 4 and like their head coach is just going out to bars like after they lose getting grinded on by like college chicks and he's married it's like that's a super tough look so wife wasn't there wife wasn't at this oh, event uh no wife was not because when I, I saw it, like I said, I've only seen headlines of it and just screenshots and just on Twitter. I thought he said something about like a, his family was there. So I'm thinking like, how is his how is old girl letting him just like touch up on these college girls? I mean, I, goals, relationship goals, question mark. <laughs> I mean, question mark. It could be. Honestly, that's a t-shirt right there. Urban Meyer relationship goals. <laughs> I would have loved to have gotten a live video reaction though of um, <sighs> of you seeing this. I oh mean, the, the video the video is just it's so bad. It's like, dude, you're the head coach of an NFL football team. Like, how are you not? What are you doing, dude? He just crosses the line. It's like he sees the "Welcome to Ohio" sign, and it's like <laughs> Satan just pops up on his shoulder, and he's just like, we're going to do it. Urban's like, nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to do it. And he's like, you're back. <laughs> you're back, baby. And he's like, fuck, I am back. <laughs> I mean, dude, oh. looking at his track record since being in Jacksonville, like, it's just so bad. I mean, like, he brought in Tebow just because he was friends with him, didn't pan out, hasn't won a game, and then this happens, and it's like, dude, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you think he's out? I've heard serious I've things heard, about I've heard, resignations I mean, I've, and whatnot. Well, I heard that – so, like, what I saw was that he didn't think about – even ever think about resigning, um, like, over the weekend once he saw the video resurfaced or, or came, like, to the public. Um, but I don't know. I honestly – like, if – let's just say they keep losing. Like, it's pretty hard to justify keeping him there. Oh, dude. And it's just like, you, you gotta know, like the, what I am picturing and it's just replayed in my head is him, like him just, all right, everyone's in the locker room, you know, tough loss, fucking heartbreaker. And he's like, all right, boys, well, I want you to get on, you know, air force Jaguars and uh, I'll see you guys back home. Let's get a good week of practice in and let's just get back after it. And then he just fucking puts on his going out gear while everyone's packing up and just, ubers to the fucking nearest bar and just gets after it. i mean like that's kind of inexcusable as a head coach something else i saw that was so funny um I, the like i don't know whether it was a position group or like what the jags had practice right today and they like broke down like a huddle and whatnot and it was just like grind on three one two three grind and then like oh, no. all these dudes are just like laughing and just like i mean like dude it's just so funny you lose the locker room you're done especially there's losing locker rooms as a qb and then there's losing locker rooms as the fucking head coach yeah i mean it, you're done dude like that, that he, he's terrible. gotta be it's gotta be over it's gotta be checkmate like he you can't have your grown ass like defensive end be like, hey, go do this. It's like he's like, coach, fuck you. You like minors, and then it's just like, what do you say to that? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about minors, but <laughs> all right. Well, it's close enough. For a... <laughs> so, yo, let's, let's tone it back. It's not like he was caught with like a 16 year old girl at a bar. I mean, uh, you're right. I'll give you. I'll give, you're technically technically right. I mean, but that I mean, would be let, immediate termination. <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. All right. Well. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Well. Uh, all right. So I we can't it. confirm. Idol Travels podcast can't confirm they were minors. One hundred percent. Can't confirm, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Can't. Sorry. There was a glitch there. Definitely yeah, cannot we, confirm. We cannot confirm, but we we cannot confirm or deny. Right. So, Actually, I haven't seen any IDs, so it's still 50 It's up for into, yeah, the take is still out there on the age of that undisclosed <laughs> woman at the bar. I don't know if anybody has any insight of that, please feel if free to If that's you yeah, or your up. friend, I I yeah, swipe up. We need <laughs> we need you on the pod. We need to clarify this meeting. Can you vote? That is the question. Over under. I it's such an urban Meyer move. Like this isn't like Bruce Arians. This isn't fucking Matt LaFleur. This is just like urban Meyer. <laughs> like scumbag at, o- at Ohio state. And then just, you just can't keep, you can't keep the dog chained in, man. You just got to get, you got to get after it. You're rowdy in your city. I mean, good for, good for urban, man. Just living honestly, his best life. <laughs> honestly, this may have been the best move urban's ever made. Who knows? I mean, this could lead to a ton of different, like a, a whole nother career path for him that he may not even know. I don't know, dude. I think he gets a ring after this. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the only way to play this in this horrible scenario, your you know, all borderline career ending scenario is just, you walk in into that locker room and you just go, everybody shut the fuck up. And he just walks through everybody, looks into the eyes. He goes, yeah, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes i mean right. that's one way to win a locker room that's honestly probably the best way for him to win that locker room at this point opposed to being all like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to i've been apologizing to my family oh yeah that was another thing he went to he in a press conference this uh reporter was just roasting him like ask like was like hey so like did you uh you apologize to the team like you apologize to owners he's like yeah yeah and like going in just like yeah i'm super sorry and he's like what did your family think about this urban? Did you, <laughs> did you apologize to your family? Like, yeah, I did. Like, I know I fucked up. <laughs> you got to own it. You'd be like, yeah, I texted the wife while I was there. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I think you got to play it as a hard act. You got to turn from, you know, like, Oh, blah, blah. To be like, yeah, fuck you. I do what I want. And then it's like, all right, wait a minute. Let's see the balls on this guy. Because you know, you lost, you, you know, you lost the public. You know, you've, you were already had a shady past as it was. You're now treated like the Messiah with, you know, you, you go to the Jags. You're like, you're turning the franchise around. You get, you know, the most hyped up quarterback in five years. Or, you know, they say every year that he's like you know, the next great one. So you get yeah. him. And then it's just like week four, week five. You're, you're just back. You're just back on your bullshit. I think you got to go. This is me now. This is who I am. This is on brand and I'm going to rock it. I mean, let's see how it plays out for him. It's definitely a bold move. We'll see how it plays out, Kai. He should have actually had a cigarette in his mouth, too. Hung over, <laughs> hit like a dirty polo, and just be like, yeah, I did it. Now let's go out there and win some games. I would have been hyped. I would, too. I mean, I just – good for Urban Meyer, man. Living his best life. Yeah. I, 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 I love that it's Urban Meyer that just, you know, sometimes the story writes itself. 
And uh, speaking of stories, so we were talking beforehand, and that transition was so fucking good. Let's just take a moment. Damn, dude. <laughs> Holy sheesh. Sheesh. Anyway, so well, I've talked about this book before. Shane finally has finished it. I believe he busted it out in like a week, you said? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I finished it in like, okay, so I started it two weeks ago. And then I, I mean, I pretty much, I finished it in like three days, essentially of like actually like locking in and, and reading. Yeah. And so the book we're talking about green lights um, by Matthew McConaughey, I believe he wrote it. All. I don't know if he had a ghostwriter, whatever, irrelevant, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, you know, I was recommended to it back in March by one of my buddies, Brooks, who's actually been on this podcast before on, I think episode 25, Shout out Brooks. Shout out Brooks. Hope you're doing well in Beham. And uh, yeah, I listened to it pretty much immediately after that, after doing some road trips, I knocked it out pretty quickly. Um, and I take notes. We use Audible. No free shout outs. Audible sponsor us. Um, but I use Audible. So I, I do clips and bookmarks and things like that, just so I can remember little things. And um, so I wrote down a few of them. But if you haven't read it, it's pretty much, you know, a biography of Matthew McConaughey. No free handouts, by the way. This is not we're not green lighting green light at all. Right. Not green lighting green light. No free shout outs. Matthew McConaughey will be paying me for the shout out. So just know it was not free. Um, Carry on. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, we got the legal disclosures gone. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of things I didn't know about him. I, you know, I'm sure most people know him as like the the main guy, the like fucking sex symbol, whatever it is for, you know, rom-coms and all that stuff. And he goes into that a little bit in the book, but I kind of want to know what you thought going into it and then what kind of changed after you had, you know, finished it. Yeah. So I, my mom actually put me onto it um, about like a month and a half ago. Shout out Peggy. Shout out um, Peggy. Yep. Thank you. Um, but pretty much, um, coming into it, I, I didn't think much. I thought it would be kind of a, more of a biography of just like him talking about his life and whatnot. Um, but there's like a lot of more perspective. It's more of a perspective book and kind of his perspective of how he got to where he is and the reason for that. And I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, like he highlighted it a lot in the book, um, in, in terms of just the way he thinks of everything it's like a stoplight essentially. And it's like, you have your yellows, your reds, but like, it's a green light. Like everything eventually changes and leads to positive if you want it to be. Right. Right. And so the thing, um, at least my mindset going into it, I was worried, you know, you see, a, you see a, uh, you know, movie star an attractive dude. That's like, okay. You know, everything seems to be going his way. And, you know, for oh. the most part, for the most part, that was, it was, I mean, it, it lines up like he has a lot of things goes away, but he also has a lot of things that kind of, that kind of mess with him. It was more of the mental side of things. And I think, yeah. you know, seeing that from a different light as, you know, someone that wasn't voted, you know, spoiler alert, wasn't voted, voted, you know, best looking guy in Texas or whatever it was that he said he won, but you turn to find out that there was some mischief there. So I'll let you read the book and figure that yeah. out. But, um, but, you know, even being in that conversation, you know, that wasn't something that I could relate to at all. So I was like, oh, okay, another, you know, another movie star that just everything's handed to him. And, and, it, you know, in some regards, there was that in it, but it was also, like you said, it was more of that, like he struggled with, with the mindset, with the, with the, the thinking and the, you know, there are different struggles that come with, you know, being okay with, you know, not being okay mentally, which was, I thought a completely different way to think about it. Whenever you just look at someone and you're like, damn, they just got, they got everything handed to him based off, you know, looks or whatever it may be. Yeah, no, he definitely, um, it, it just made it relatable, right? Like he like humanized himself because sometimes like, not, I don't know if humanized is the right word, but like, it just like made him one of 
like a normal person, not such a big celebrity. That's, I mean, even though he is and has all this success, it's like, it's not like that was just like given and handed to him. Like that took a ton of different things that he had to persevere through. Um, and like, like you said, like he went through that, that on his own mental battle um, that got him to that point. And, and he eludes his perspective and the mindset to that and to him getting to that point and kind of greenlighting everything and taking everything um, with a grain of salt and, and just like not shooting anything down um, and, and being really open and, and optimistic about everything. And I agree. I actually agree completely with humanized. And that was the word. Um, as soon as you said, I was like, that is exactly what it was because it is, it's weird to say you relate to a, you know, a movie star, like a main, like every, everyone globally knows who Matthew McConaughey is or would know, would know who he was or have heard of him, see a picture of him. They, they get it. So to be sitting there and being like, Oh yeah, I totally get that. And when he like gives a perspective change, it was kind of wild, which is not something I thought it was going to be. I thought it was gonna be a story about like, Oh yeah, I didn't get these commercials. I didn't get these movies. Then I got a movie and boom, now I'm a millionaire. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, it, it was it was awesome. I thought the uh, the coolest part I thought was like the, the whole backpacking thing in uh, in Europe, or sorry, not backpacking, biking, like motorcycling. Um, that was that was a super cool part of the book that I, that I thought was awesome. Yeah, that was great. And then there's a there's a thing where he talks about fighting a tribesman, which I thought was oh, and that's, that was awesome. <laughs> that's actually one of the things I wrote down. Um, and I, I believe the quote exactly was, it was, you know, some people look for an excuse to do others look for an excuse not to. And he was saying, and that was just one of those ones you, I'm sure you've heard that basically that thought process in a million different ways, a million different quotes on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be. But the way he said it, when he's talking about, you know, basically I won't, you know, ruin the book for you, but he, he's like wrestling a tribesman in these games in the middle of nowhere. Like really probably not a good idea. Cause you don't know how serious this dude's taking it. Like it may, it may be like, all right, he's going to scalp you at the end, but he was, it, it turns out to be, you know, good scenario. Obviously he doesn't get like, you know, smoked or anything like that, but it was, it's that idea of just like, okay, you can look for the nose or you can look for a, why is this going to be a good experience? And why am I going to be better after this is done in anything? Yeah. No, for sure. And that, that was a perfect example of that. Right. And I just thought another big thing that I, that I liked that he said, it was kind of towards the beginning of the book was he was just, and actually this was another book that I've read in the past. It was all about, you know, just one in a row. Like you don't need to, you, you have these goals. You want to be a millionaire. You want to be a doctor. You want to, you know, get famous, whatever it is you want to make again, puka shell necklaces on the fucking beach. I, it doesn't matter. But it was just yeah. like one in a row. Like whenever you look at that that mountain and you're like, you know what, this is never going to happen. And it happens every day, at least for me. Every day I'm like, read my goals and I'm like, never going to happen, never going to happen. And then it's just like, because all I'm thinking about is the mountains of work that's ahead. But it's just like, okay, what can you do today? You can, you know, record the podcast. You can go, you know, go work out. You can go do this. And it's just like, that's how you get there is focusing on just that one win, one tiny win after another, which hearing him say that again, as someone who came in, assuming I've always, you know, liked him. I've never, I've just, I never was like, oh, I hate Matthew McConaughey, but I figured it was just kind of like, all right, these mountains of success came one after another, after another, but hearing him say, you know, it was literally just, you know, I got to get this commercial or I got to take, you could do this photo shoot, do the best that I can. And like, how am I going to win an Oscar? How am I going to do this an Academy award? And it's just like one after another, after another, and you're just like, just focus on one in a row. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, even like just from the book, like he also just stayed grounded the whole time, like never got too ahead of himself and just focused on that exact thing of just taking it day by day, task by task. And I think that that 
also really stuck with me throughout that. I liked also that he, he told embarrassing stories. Like he would tell yeah. shit that I did not and like go into detail that I never in a million years thought I'd hear, you know, Matthew McConaughey say of just like fuck ups and like I did this and this embarrassed me and I felt bad about myself. I did like it was just such a raw way of hearing something from somebody that's been put on a pedestal as long as, you know, we've been cognitive of, you know, TV culture, whatever it is. Yeah. No, I mean, he it, he was just real. And, um, I, my respect for him went up a ton after, after reading the book and he, um, it, it really just like, it, it helped me in terms of just gaining perspective and seeing it from a different lens. Right. Exactly. And like I said, it's a, it's a great book. If, if, if you guys haven't listened to it or read it, um, it, it's awesome, but it is, again, I just, you bring up that point of being human. It's, it, it felt like I was talking to Literally. like a friend or listening to a friend tell a story or like, you know, an old, like, like the older guy down the block kind of, or like the the older guy at like the party or whatever it is just being like, just straight up, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Or it's like, or it's always, and I don't know why I equate this to it, but it's like whenever your parents would have like friends over when you were younger and there was always like that adult that would just like keep it real with you. Like your parents would be like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. But there'd be that adult that'd be like, just drop some wisdom on you. And you're like, damn, you're like, they're keeping it straight up. They'll be like, Oh, Hey, life's (laughs) fucking tough. But like, yeah. And you're just like, okay, now I feel like, now I feel like I'm in it. I feel like I'm in this, the, whatever they're talking about that they wouldn't tell me like, now I feel like I get it a little more because there's people being straight with you, which I think um, is what he did. And he didn't need to, I don't think any, you know, I don't think it was, it wasn't hyped up. It was, it was just kind of like, I, I believe I remember correctly. He just kind of started reading through his journals and just was like, yeah. fuck it. I got to let this out. Yeah. It was like, a, it was compiled journal entries that he just like ended up turning into a, a book really. Um, which also kind of like, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I started journaling today. Um, as a result really? of that first like I, day. I, yeah. Literally I bought a journal okay. like, like two weeks ago. And then today I, I started actually like just starting my own journal to kind of keep that same dialogue. Like, I mean, like, it's kind of crazy to think like, I don't know, like if you're going to look back on this in like 25, 30 years, like seeing what you were thinking on October 6th in 2021, like that is just something that's like, I mean, obviously super deep, but like just something that I feel like will be cool to like reflect on and see where you were at at one point and how far you've come down the road. Well, exactly. And that's awesome, man. I have, I've been, I, I, it took me five, no, it took me four years. I bought a journal and I put the date on it. It was 11, 11, 15. And it took me four years to open the journal and start writing shit down in it. And it's honestly the coolest, coolest thing in the world. Like I go back, I mean, I literally have three, the camera's not working. Um, We're just doing audio this episode, but I literally have two journals sitting right in front of me and even seeing like, I mean, when I moved here, I go to March 30th and it's just like, you don't even know who that person was. <laughs> first like, day in South Florida, baby. First I day don't know in, what you expect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First day in SoFlow, like, let's get after it, blah, 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 blah. But uh, no, it's cool to look back on. And like, that's why I write notes and books. Like when I actually read, you know, like covered books, when yeah. I, I was looking back through an older book that I had read um, and I was just like, the shit that I highlighted was was even telling me what I was thinking. Like I highlighted stuff about like, you know, being accepted and, and, you know, like trusting yourself and stuff. It's pretty similar to what I, what I like, what hits me, you know, everyone has that stuff that kind of you, you relate to instantly, but even seeing just how different it was from, you know, three or four years ago, I'm like, why did I highlight that? Like, what was my, what was my thought process? What issue was I going through and do journaling is 
and it, it's so cliche and it sounds so fucking stupid. And everyone's like, Oh, you journal. Yeah. I, I walk around with two of them, but, uh, it is so cool to look back and be like, okay, this week. And I do weekly recaps. I don't do every day. I try to do every day for a while, but, um, it can be tough, but yeah, dude, you're going to, you're going to look back in even a month, even, you know, a year. And it's, it's weird how fast you change and how you're like, why would I write that? Why was I thinking like that? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm excited about though. At the same time, like that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's like, that's awesome. It is. And he even, he even opens the book with when he was like, I didn't want to open, he did it for what, 30, 35 years. And he goes, all I, I just, all I wanted to do was avoid reading those. And he says something along the lines of, you know, I was happier at myself in some parts. I was pissed at myself in some parts, but at the end of it, I was like, thank God I did this. And thank God I went back through it. Cause you know, there's stuff you don't remember that, that are just, you know, spark memories. There's stuff you don't want to remember that, you know, you just, it, it's good to revisit. It's good to see, you know, you're, you're past that, that low, but it's cool, man. I mean, that's half the reason we do this stuff. That's the reason this podcast was created. I mean, I haven't gone back and listened to any episodes yet because, you know, quite frankly, scared as shit, same, same thought <laughs> process. Cause I can't even imagine what those first couple sound like. Um, but yeah, it's cool to look back on. And, and it, it is the same, the same thought of just like, you know, you gotta, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird perspective to look back on things and be like that. That's you. That's what your mind was at, you know, fucking you April. Gotta document it. I mean, you just exactly. got to document what you're doing and, and keep a, keep a check of where you've been and how far you've come. And I mean, it's, it's, that's the way to do it. And I mean, life's short, so may as well take advantage of it. Exactly. And I think it helps with progression too. I think it lets you leave things behind, you know, yeah. good things, no, bad absolutely. things. As, as soon as you write it down, it gives you that, it gives you that, that space in your brain to kind of go forward, which is something I think, um, I don't know if it's talked about enough, but it's weird. As soon as you get it down, it's like immediately your head lighter. Right. Exactly. And then you can go back and, and, you know, relive it when you need to or whatever it may be, but, uh, it gives room for progression. You can see, you know, okay, well there's, you know, and a, a lot of it came from my thought process was a lot of it came from like, like my father would track his, um, you know, lifting and things like that and be like, okay, well, this is, you know, I'm obviously getting stronger, da, 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 da. but it's the same thing with your brain. Like you were like, oh, okay, well you read a thing from two years ago and you're like, oh, I, well, here's how I would handle my, the situation now. And you can see, you know, what you, what you used to think. And you're like, oh man, I, I really fucked that up. Or, oh, I, I could have said this better. Or, oh, I killed it. You know, in that negotiation or, or whatever it is. Dude, absolutely. But I love it. I'm pumped that you're starting to do it. It's, it's super yeah. cool. And I'm the excited. other thing is too, as a, uh, it's weird. I don't want to get morbid about it, but it's kind of cool. Of like, you're also like people learn from it. Like I think of like, like what would happen? Like if your, your kid, you know, down the road opens one of these up and it's like, yeah, you're man. getting, cause you're writing to yourself. So you're being as candid as you want to. And I'm, I'm brutally honest in these, in these notebooks. And when I'm writing things down, because I think you, you have to be, or at least that's my perspective. And so I think yeah. about it as like, you know, even if it's, you know, friends, fan, what, whoever, whoever, you know, stumbles upon it or same thing, you release a book 30 years from now, but uh, you get to, they get to see that candid stuff. And it's just like, even, you know, your great grandkids who never get to meet you um, or super great grandkids, whatever it is, great, great, great grandkids. Um, it's just like, they'll get to see a perspective, you know, as long as that the book's around, they'll get to see a perspective of just like actually knowing you and knowing what you were thinking. Oh, you had a bad day at work. Okay. Well, you know, on, October fucking ninth. You had a bad day at work. Boom. This is what I thought. And it's just, it's so mundane or it can seem so mundane, but in the end, I think it's, I think all around, it's just an awesome habit. And also not to mention same thing with meditating. 
if people have been doing this for thousands of years, I feel like that's kind of a good sign. You know, this isn't like a keto diet, which has been around for six <laughs> months. Like this is, this is actually things that people have, have done for thousands of years. And, um, and dude, I think it's just, I think it's more and more subtle too. You won't notice it, but you'll, you know, I think you'll be able to make decisions better. Or I think I've been able to make decisions better. I've been able to track progress. See if I've made any progress, you know, I've made promises to myself that I haven't kept and I can look back and be like, damn, dude, you said three months ago that you were going to make this happen. Or you're going to make this change. And you still haven't, you can keep yourself in check a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. That's uh, it's something that's on the list, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> so we're taking it <laughs> step by step. Oh, hundred percent. And that's what it's about, dude. Like I said, I, I've, I've waited four years to cry. I literally had an empty notebook that I would bring in my backpack every day to school and lay by my bedside table, didn't write a fucking lick in it. Cause I was just so worried about putting the pen on paper and being like, you know, almost afraid of my own thoughts of just like, Oh, what if I write something stupid? Oh, blah, blah. And it's like, who gives like, it's supposed to be just, you know, flushing shit out and, and, uh, you know, hopefully getting better at stuff. Dude. Absolutely. I'm excited for the journey of that. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, being on that, being on that road and being, a, I, I feel, you know, lucky to be even aware of just like, you know, some people are so stuck in their ways. They're like, I don't want to learn anything new. And I don't think it's a conscious decision, but I think it's, you know, you can get stuck in a habit really quickly and uh, being cognitive enough to be like, you know what, like, let's, let's, let's get out of the comfort Try zone. Something else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah. on that note, I appreciate you, Shane. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jack. Absolutely. This has been episode 67. We'll be back next week. I'm actually flying out this weekend. My best friend's getting married. Shout out Monty. I will see you here pretty soon. Um, which is such a weird thing to say. I can't even believe it. That just came out of my mouth. People Life moves married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Life moves fast. If I can take advantage of it, get after it. And uh, like we said, this will only be an audio version. So there's no YouTube version. We'll hopefully get that fixed on the next episode and uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday for episode number 68, one away from the, uh, one away from the magic episode. Hey, ooh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Peace.